This episode is proudly brought to you by our mates at Neds. Josh, you won't believe which Victorian club is circling for Eagles youngster Harley Reid. Is it Essendon? Well, you got to click on it. What do you mean? It's clickbait. Is it Essendon or not? You have to click on it. It's Essendon. Georgia just texted me it. Well, God. Which Victorian club's jersey would Reid look best in? Um, okay, I know this. Um, Carlton, it's a pretty bold strip. Maybe... Maybe nah, Geelong, nah. he's like, he's kind of from that nah, area. Uh, 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 nah. Hang on. No. Just the, click it. You get way less drivel than this on the Neds app with the rap. Stay up to date with the latest videos, articles, including insights, tips, and analysis, plus Ned's unique take on everything about your favorite sports and racing codes. But it's not just AFL. There's NBA, UFC, horsey racing, and NRL news, plus much more. Download the Neds app now and look for the rap tab for the latest content taken to the Neds level. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. to another episode of Kick It For the podcast. I'm Josh Garth, and this is the only sports newsroom with the guts to tell it how it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alongside me, as always, are reporters Harry and Georgia. Guys, what's up? Oh, hi, Josh. Welcome back. Episode three. Boys. Yeah. Flying along, boys. Mm. Can't believe it. Here we are. Guys, I had a pretty big weekend. Oh, did you? I didn't ask, but go on. Two karaoke nights in a row. Didn't mean so. The first one, we had a work drinks for my other hobby job. I wore shorts to that work drinks just to kind of make sure I wouldn't go out, you know, because yeah, I had to work sure. again the next morning. Yeah. And um, we get to this karaoke place and I'm like, oh, no, I won't be able to get in. <laughs> and the guy, bouncer goes, all right, usually we're very strict with the dress code, but <laughs> on this occasion, we'll let you in. We walk in. There's no one in there. And I'm like, oh, thanks, mate, for letting me into this great place that everyone goes to. It did fire up a bit later on. But anyway, I had a good karaoke hit out, did it again Saturday after a Bucks party, um, watched Bounce, um, but that wasn't my highlight. You watch, You actually watched Bounce. This is the first uh, what person to watch Bounce out of this group. Who had a gun you? to your head? Yeah, uh, The Hangover. <laughs> <laughs> That's what yeah, kept me on the couch. Um, <laughs> That, so, guys, I was watching the Dockers game, right? Oh, yeah. Before Bounce. Whoa, 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 Before the main whoa, whoa. event. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. My tank. My, do- my good Dockers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yep. you've just watched so much sport. I know, I know, I know. And, um, yeah, I was wrapped that AFL was back. But, uh, <laughs> but um, uh, we were wondering, I don't know if you saw the game, we were wondering what the white stuff was on the surface of Marvel. Uh, were you also wondering that? I what think- do you mean? I didn't notice the white stuff. I was watching my phone, though. Pretty sure oh. they're just the lines painted on the pitch. Mm. <laughs> That's good. Harry's first we, ever football game. We were <laughs> so white on the green. What do they got that for? We were so curious. We were like, we, we consulted Twitter, Instagram, trying to find people at the game to find out what it was. No answer. So I called up Marvel Stadium. Uh, called and lovely shout out to Karen, who <laughs> was in <laughs> administration, who was quite surprised to get the phone call. You know, she hadn't had anything like it. I went, hey, uh, sorry to disturb you while uh, there's a game on. Karen didn't seem too busy. But I asked her what it was and she's like, oh, I don't know. And, you know, the groundsmen are busy and stuff. But, um, yeah, um, sorry, not sure. Uh, I thought that was the end of the case. That, that was anticlimactic. Oh, wait, there's more. Got a phone call back from Karen. <laughs> Five minutes later, she spoke to the maintenance guy. Apparently hot and windy conditions in Melbourne blew some, like, plant things in. 
um, into the stadium. Oh, maybe it was the same mysterious white substance that a lot of these NRL and AFL players have been caught could, with. Could have been, could have been. But um, no, Flower. we could watch the rest of the game in peace. What do you guys? What did you guys on the weekend? Anything cool like that? My first weekend as a thirty-year-old. Actually, that's not true. My second, but I had a very thirty-year-old uh, crisis weekend yesterday. I did a mini triathlon with my gym, and then I impulsively bought a surfboard. Oh. And then painted my house for a few hours. And I, I don't know if I should be ashamed or happy with myself or relieved. I haven't figured it out yet. Uh, now you've done a mini one. Uh, start racing humans, not ants. Yeah. No, I think um, it's funny you mention ants, actually. We'll circle back to this later. But oh, wow. Wait, wait. There's but so much to hey, circle back. We don't do professional things like foreshadowing and stuff on this thing. <laughs> we're, we're meant to just fly off the cuff. Excuse yeah, me. On, um, head surf reporter here for the pod. Oh, okay, go on. Talk to us about the surfboard. I wanted something a bit shorter with like equal amount of volume. Anyways, more nah. But yeah, just kind of pulled in and just said, yeah, it's about, board's about four inches, which is actually really big, four inches. It's really average size. Yeah, it's a boat. Yeah. Anyway, and I don't know if this happens in other states, but is the Moscow Circus. Anyway, they're touring Perth at the moment. Oh, yeah. And you'll know because. The amount of houses that have a giant inflatable clown in their front yard. <laughs> yeah. There's one about 100 metres from here. Yes, there is. Yes, Terrifying. So anywhere near like a main road, any house near a main road, I have so many questions over like how do you end up with a giant Moscow Circus clown in your front yard? Yes, Josh? Are we just – do they just get free advertising effectively? Like are we going to find out? Like, Because people pay a lot of money for billboards – they're sticking yeah. something that's way more intrusive than a billboard on someone's front lawn, probably for quite cheap. Are we just going to do that? Do we need a blow up of Harry and Giorgio? Wonder no more, Josh. I did the dirty work. I called Moscow Circus to find out. Hello, Great Moscow Circus. How can I help? Oh, hey there. I've just noticed the um, big inflatable like Moscow Circus ads in uh, people's yep. front yard. Just out of curiosity, like how would I go about getting one of those in my front yard? Yeah, look, um, if you want, I can take your details and then pass it to our, onto our marketing uh, crew because they're the people that actually arrange all the clowns and inflatables, etc. And then they can have a little bit of a, a chat to you about how that works because obviously, you know, then you get free tickets and all that sort of stuff too, which is good fun for you. Oh, okay. So you get tickets out of it if you put the inflatables in your front yard. That's right. Yeah. I'm not super interested. Like, I'm not that interested in going, to be honest. I was just thinking about... Um, putting one up. Yeah, uh, well, like as I said, I can pass on your details and they can have a chat to you about it. All right, well, <laughs> I'll have a thing and I'll chat to the missus because I haven't run this by her either. But, I mean, she likes clowns. She dates me, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you guys are called Moscow Circus. What are your thoughts on, like, the um, war in Ukraine? <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm glad that I'm... I'm glad you used my... <laughs> <laughs> my, ne- my next point was, if you're called the Moscow Circus in 2023, surely yeah. people are asking the question. <laughs> First of all, thanks for using my um, little guitar recording I sent you for that piece. George. Yeah, no worries. Very skilled. Um, uh, very nimble is, hands. Is your house, at a, you know, is it a hot spot for um It pa- probably would be, buyers? actually. It would be. It's near a main road. Uh, but, yeah, that was one of the caveats. It's like, you need to be near yeah. a main road. Um, and full disclosure, uh, they're not pro war in Ukraine. <laughs> They're actually an Australian-owned company. She didn't hang up on me. That was just for comedic effect. Why would you tell, you, tell us that? We want to 
I want it to link. Yeah, because well, I, I didn't want to. That wasn't real. I didn't want to get a, a letter from Moscow Circus saying they're suing me or something like that. Me, Moscow Circus pretty. And then bombing my house. Are they pretty? Since they're pro. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> How many doors do you have to knock on before someone goes? Yeah, you can put a giant clown in my front yard. No problem. It's fucking hideous around the corner. <laughs> it's so, so weird. It's so <laughs> terrifying. You know what? The house. The, I know that house you're talking about. It kind of improves the joint a little bit. <laughs> and yeah, I think all they get out of is like four tickets or something. Four tickets. And I don't. I'm just yeah. going to ballpark it. Let's say if they're really expensive, 100 bucks each, which we're probably not. I've actually checked. They're like the best ones are 70 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so you get, let's say, four tickets conservatively. That's what, $280 mm. um, for this disgusting thing. And they get the equivalent of like $10,000. Thousands. <laughs> Thousands of For dollars. what per week? Look, they might be a circus, but I think I know the, who the clown is. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I wish I had some clapping music available. Okay. Unfortunately, I don't deploy it. Oh, found it. Um, do you want me? Should we move on? I've got some. Ah, uh, look, I alluded to this earlier on, Josh, but I'm just going to play it. So the people to... asked, <laughs> and they'll get what they asked for on this pod. Some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want facts about ants. Start cool ant facts. This is Cool Facts About Ants on the Kick It Forward podcast, and I'm Morgan Freeman. Now, say my name. Cool Ant Facts. <laughs> Goddamn right. I know what you are. Say it. Out loud. Cool Ant Facts. Ooh, gone. Okay, you know what stood out for me most there, Giorgio? <laughs> was the bloody beep test, the start of the beep test. Yeah. Yeah. Dreaded sounds. I've, I've been trying to find a way to weave the into like song and I finally found it. Level Look, seven. Rest assured, I do have a shorter sting. I'm not going to play that sting every time I get Give the sent. fucking ant fact. It's I do, been 45 I do. seconds. All right, all right, sorry, sorry. All right, so my ant fact this week. Also, for those that um, just are just joining us facts. this season, last year we got way off track and I ended up coming up with ant facts. People would send them in and that's why... Uh, people have requested it this time around. It's estimated that the total mass of ants in the world would equal the total mass of humans in the world in weight. It's a lot of ants. Wow. Yeah. Or um, just your mum. Yep. What about all humans versus all ants in a fight? Yeah, we, we floated this last year. I, I don't think we have a chance because ants can lift two for one today. Uh, ants can lift from 50 to 100 times their own weight. Is that all? I, um, you know what I always get stuck on on, on TikTok is um, those random fight simulations. There'll be like 10,000 Roman soldiers versus oh, yeah. oh, one, yeah. one T-Rex. And like there's a couple of times it'd be like a chicken that can shoot eggs heaps. But I, I watched all of them and I'll go for six minutes and I'll just go all the way through. Are you thinking about diversifying your portfolio of videos and maybe making a few of those? That's pretty high skill. I don't think I'm okay. anywhere near okay. that. Um, guys, my weekend, thanks for asking. Uh, what else? Oh, I just like... You know, you know me, like I'm pretty into like hanging out with the boys and stuff. Mm. So I had a couple of mates over from London and we uh, went out in Fremantle just to like celebrate. And, um, you know, it's a bit of good old-fashioned toxic masculinity. And I just like, it was just refreshing to have it if again. If this is toxic masculinity, poison me to death! That's what I was feeling like the whole weekend. Oh, yes. Uh, Sam McDonald, my Tell favorite lines ever. Um, went out, it was pretty good. Bumped into a couple of people that were pod fans. That was good. Friday night, a guy called Harry was yelling, kick it forward at the bowls club when Geelong were losing. And right. Then he, and then he blamed us for it. Um, but this kind of got me thinking, if you guys hear a generic shit line 
on any sort of sport. It doesn't have to be AFL because we, we cover all sports here, albeit terribly. Uh, send it to us. Send us the time code. Send us when it was. And we're going to sort of amalgamate them all because we love getting them. We've had a couple of people send through some funny ones. There's a good one with uh, the GOS Giants new coach. Oh, also, guys, I'm Velocity Gold now. Um, I just realized I got the notification Whoa. today. So. I, heard you, I, I heard you can only get uh, Velocity Gold if you're a bigger virgin than any of their fucking planes. Mm. Wow. All right, come on. What are your benefits and perks, mate? No sex. Well, I'm back to being a virgin again. <laughs> it's part of the process. It's like, uh, you know that movie, that TV show about the uh, where they go downstairs? Uh, they, severance. They go it's like severance. You have to become a virgin yeah. again. That yeah. was the, sorry, the worst description for that show, where they go downstairs. <laughs> they go downstairs yeah. a lot. Hey, you, you know what? Talking about? Let, let's save us time, everyone else time. Pause the pod now, look up severance and come back. We're not going to explain it here. Downstairs. Anyway, Velocity Gold, couple of uh, virgin lounge entrance. You have to be, they check you on. Like, Excuse me, uh, penis out. Uh, s- sniff it and they're like, yep, go on in. Uh, you haven't had sex? And you go. I'm pretty sure George is on a different flight too. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. uh, final thing is ideas for Adelaide. We're going to gather around. We want to come up with some stupid ideas. We're thinking like, what is the stupidest thing we could get signed potentially? McCreary was signed mm. a pie last year. What if we brought like a urn that was Nan's ashes and accidentally spill it, get a player to sign it, things like that and make a little video about it. I'm trying to think what the stupidest things we could sign or any ideas mm. for gather around for you guys? Or My anything? thought was um, sign a pen, like sign the actual thing you that needs to but, sign with. But if, then you have to bend it. Two pens. Mm. Can we reveal any details or any tease into our little our other signing idea oh, right yeah. now? Yeah, yeah. Tell us it, Harry. Well, yeah, I had this idea. We're going to – look, a bit anticlimactic, but we're making merch. We are we're making, making merch. We're making merch. We're making merch. It might be ready in time. We're, we're so. not telling them about the other program we have yet. Yeah. That's exciting. But Ooh, yes. what I will reveal for, for Gather Round, we're going to take some merch over. And I select a limited amount of shirts – and you can buy them at a premium price and we guarantee that they'll be signed by someone that we run into at Gather Round. They may be of note, they may be, they may not be of note. It's like a lucky dip of uh, autographed T-shirt. It could just be a weird bloke in the front row at a Giants game. Yeah. Or it could be Darcy Fogarty um, or it could be the homeless guy that um, knocks me out. Or yeah. like, before be, you go. <laughs> or it could be Morgan Freeman <laughs> since I got him to voice that thing before. Mm. Oh, yeah. How did you do that, by the way? Is there like an app? It's bloody good. I'm not revealing my secrets. This is the world! Nutty Bartel poos for the first time in a day. It was better than later. Matildas have won again. And welcome back, Daniel Ritardo. They came bounding over. The headlines. Welcome to the headlines. This week's headlines are brought to you by TabTouch. TabTouch is the WA betting brand behind the Eagles, Dockers and Kick It Forward. TabTouch, you've got the touch. Uh, Film with them last week. Uh, Tab Touch with Freo Dockers. We spoke about that last week as well. We did, yes. A very good video from that coming. Started cutting it with uh, Luke Jackson, so can't wait for that so one. exciting. Uh, guys, uh, first round of the AFL season, a little bit excited. It, it, every year I forget that it's back and, it, you know, it just fills in and it fills in nine games for the weekend and just at any moment you can just be like, oh, I'm just going to whack on three-hour event if I really want to. It's yep. a good time filler. Yeah, Let's it's get... all right. Josh Gallagher would say I've been the house down. He's coming off. Get him back off. Crowd numbers was the first one for me. Two cracking opening games, about 80,000 each, about 160,000. Um, compare that with the NRL's round one, it was about 90,000 for them. So, you know, not the best comparatively, but, I mean, pretty good turnout and a lot of people were there. Uh, yeah, Giorgio. T- tell you what, team is not pulling their weight. GWS. Oh, really? 7,000 at their opening game. 
against the Adelaide, yeah, it's not going to be good, is it? tragic. A lot of fans on social media saying, move this bloody team to Tasmania. The Tassie Giants or the, you know, or move it to Canberra. People not have Tas- to. Like Tasmania or Hobart or something would get around the team so hard. Or like Northern Territory So, well. so hard. Darwin. Don't go for a big stadium. <laughs> Just try and make a little one and fill it out. 400 mm. people. Yes, fill it out. A bus, one bus. One bus, make the tickets $10,000. Yeah, suffice to say, it doesn't sound like AFL's tactic of recruiting more Sydney siders or rather Western Sydney siders from rugby to footy is really working. Uh, well, you need two teams there. It's more about the the um, TV rights. If they didn't have the Sydney Swans and the GOS Giants, there wouldn't be an AFL. Were you thinking about that when I brought that up? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Didn't talk I about was. Um, guys, a couple of funny moments from the weekend. BT was doing Roman Bryan. I didn't actually see it properly. I clipped a little bit of it up, but I found this really funny, this really awkward interaction um, with Braden Maynard from Collingwood. Right, mate, you can, you can come through. Who, who you got here? I actually don't know. What's your name? Jasmine. Jasmine. Are you, are, are you don't know each other? And this is Max Mullen's cousin. Who, who BT, you... we had a photo two weeks ago on Brunswick Street. You were getting a Sivlaki. Oh. <laughs> it's a chicken Sivlaki without yogurt sauce. <laughs> That's a terrible Sivlaki. I mean, she, she saved that segment with that comment. Yeah, that was did. awesome. That was brilliant. Uh, yeah. BT was great the day after too. Finds Goda. Goda goes even wider. Went a little bit backwards to Bona. Wasn't fantastic. <laughs> now Zeeble and half-back Bonner, maybe. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Bonner instead of Bonner. I love, love the it. other commentators. Like, he said Bona. Hey, shout-out also to listener Will Cryan who brought um, some commentary to my attention in the first quarter of the Port versus Brisbane game. Um, I think they owe us some royalties. Listen to how many times forward movement and Forward is mentioned in this segment. Good start from Port. They go forward, Brownie. That's the competition trend. Go forward. Attacking. Force the ball forward. All the teams are trying to play that fast forward football this year. So we've seen competition trend from last year is go forward. Now the Geelong Footy Club have just said no, we're going forward. I'm seeing a little bit of this from Port Adelaide. Win possession, go hard forward, handball forward, keep the ball moving, give your forwards a one out look. I've studied AFL, I've played it, I've watched it for years. I've found that the best way is forward. Bang it long. Uh, really cool. Kids stole a ball. I, I'm, I uh, messaged Josh Gablich, he's an AFL reporter. I was like, what's the rule with ball stealing? And he just replied, play on, I think. So um, that's um, asterisk, obviously, because I don't want to like quote him there. But uh, yeah. Oh, everything on this podcast is asterisk. Asterisk, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we should uh, do a big one on the end. Kid marked it, just sprint out the door. He's like, mm, price of ticket for a kid, about 19 bucks, 25 bucks, whatever. Price of leather sharing, mm, probably like 150 bucks. I'm out of here. He's not selling it. No, 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 no I'm saying yeah. he's got a ball. He's oh, like, yeah, he's got a ball. Yeah, he's doing, doing very well. Out of here. Then it happened again. What? Shortly after. Yeah, if you watched Bounce, that was my source. <laughs> you watched. Uh, then, uh, yeah, another kid did it. Straight in the backpack. Catch mm. you later. Mm. Like, kind of like in baseball. You can keep the baseball. I reckon you should be able to crowd. I reckon you need to mark it, though. If you mark it, that's a, that's, that's a mark. I think that's a good yeah. rule. Yeah. Like, I, if they mark it, because they kick it in there all the time and they'd be, you know, all of a sudden it's $1,000. Yeah, actually. umpires should have power. But no. Nah. You dropped it. You got to give it back. GWS no. needed like a new campaign. Mark the ball in the crowd. We'll give you a thousand bucks. That's that is great. We <laughs> wow, should be in marketing. Great. Yeah, you know, it'd yeah. be funny if like, what if I just went down? I was hell into spoiling, 
and I'm just there spoiling. Yeah. I'm all, I work for the club and I'm just going, nah, spoil, nah. Club gives you I 20 to, bucks for every spoil. I used to go along to the Frio game with a good friend of mine. Here's some great seats right next to the Frio dugout. And the ball was coming our way one, one uh, night. And, you know, this is our chance to get a hold of the footy. I just put the biggest fist out and said, nah, don't need this. <laughs> one uh, chance. Hey, um, one other headline that caught my eye this week about AFL was um, Fox Sports. Orca Truth no, behind Stephen Silvani's snub of Sun Jack's 100th game presentation. You need to scroll to the seventh paragraph where it finally tells you I was tired and wanted to go home. Get around your son's 100th. Please. Oh, go to the 150th. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. You went to the 99 previous. I, I honestly feel like Jack Silvani started playing foot, like footy last year. I know he's played 100 games. Yeah. Hey, boys, <laughs> how, how'd, you, uh, how'd you go in tipping this week? Four. Didn't tip. I got – I'm in the bottom 0.35 percentile of the country for tipping this week. You guys were all like, oh, I hate tipping. I'm not going to tip this year. Can we ban tipping cock yeah. talk? Yeah. Or it goes right I know we end. Don't, don't normally do no, it, but like, that, was that, that was special. That was fine, but I'm happy to never talk about tipping ever again. I'm never. I'm happy yep. to never speak to you again. <laughs> okay. Oh, guys, I, I'm really stoked that it was such a good weekend in general. You know, like I just feel like. Oh no! Oh, what's <laughs> happened? Oh, couldn't be. Essendon are on top of the ladder. Don's don't suck currently for this one week. By two percent. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Yeah. Good on him. Tipper back. Uh, Don's got pretty cool. You said you wouldn't talk about tipping and you just said tipper. <laughs> yeah, good call. <sighs> As March Madness kicks off, Australia have shown how dominant they are with all 10 Aussies being knocked out before the third round. Yeah, not great. Um, I believe uh, Proctor is our best Aussie in that tournament and probably going to be drafted next year. Uh, might not get drafted next year. I reckon he'll probably stay another year at Duke um, and hang around here. He showed some signs towards the end of the season. Um, had a team high sixteen in the uh, in the in the game they got knocked out. Uh, yeah, sorry. Just give us a 10-second summary of what March Madness is for those oh, who don't know. Yeah, yeah good call, yeah, good call. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So uh, March Madness is the end-of-season tournament for the NCAA college basketball. So sure. it's, it's basically like this gigantic round-robin uh, knockout tournament where uh, 32 teams, more than that now, ends up be- becoming just one, one standalone. Might be 6-4. Well, anyway, ends up being one. And they win into – it's one of the few tournaments where if you get – Sweet 16 or the final four, that's often seen as a win, even because it's so rare to get that, to get so deep into it. Cool fact about uh, March Madness. It's called March Madness because it's in March. Uh, a couple other Australians, you know, there were three West Australians for St. Mary's. Alex Dukas from Geraldton, he's pretty awesome. He had 17, 8, 4, and 5 steals in their first win, but then they lost to Yukon, who was ranked higher. And as you said, Proctor is a chance to go to the NBA. He's pretty good. Yeah. You see our best, um, like, young talent that's. Potential draftee? Uh, I don't, oh, there's a couple 16-year-olds that are really good. There's a Queenslander who's of uh, Islander's descent um, who's like – looks like a man amongst boys. I haven't got his name in front of me. He's so he's so good. And then there's another guy, um, Rocco something. He's a seven-foot-two kid and he's like 16. He's pretty good too. Um, so there's a couple guys in that crop that are actually pretty good. But there's there's also D- Dyson Daniel's younger brother who's doing pretty well. Um, Rain Smith was the other one I was thinking of. He's a Tasmanian oh, shooter. Hoover Daniels, that's his brother, right? Rain, yeah. uh, Rain Smith, he was pretty good for Charleston. What were you going to say, Harry? Oh, it's probably not important now. No, I'm okay it's with gone. It. We're past it. Just, on, yeah. I'm just thinking from an educational aspect for the podcast, you know, first of all, thanks very much for your explanation of March Madness. Now this order of numbers that you just threw at me, 17, 8, 4, 5 steals, is it points? 
Oh, yeah, so then points, rebounds, points, assist, points rebounds. assist, rebound steals. Assist, rebound steals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, you're right. That should be said. Uh, another little basketball thing while we're here, Chris Golding, the guy from Melbourne United, he's playing with Paris. So he, like, finishes his NBL season and goes, I'm just going to live in Paris for a bit. And gets, just go to, play his- gets to play against Wemby, Wembanyama. Yeah, uh, March 15 or something. So and again, for him. educational purposes, well, Wembanyama the- is the, like, hottest NBA prospect, you know, definitely draft pick number one. Probably the biggest hype since, like, LeBron James. Probably since Zion, maybe. Zion. Yeah. 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 Will, will, will he go to the Louvre or the Eiffel Tower first? Uh, maybe knocking off him one day. They're pretty close, aren't they? Yeah, walking distance. Been there last year. Did you go to the top of the Eiffel Tower? No. Nah. Tourist trap, mate. Avoid them at all costs. Oh. Yeah. Australia have ended their test series in India but stuck around for a sex tour in the subcontinent. <laughs> Mitch Marsh and Travis Head handling all festivities as they absolutely rooted the ODI side with matching unbeaten half centuries. One review of the performance simply read... To Marsh Head. Wow. Brilliant headline there. Uh, yeah, th- uh, out of a possible 100 overs for this game in the ODI format, 37 were played. Wow. 37. Australia getting the job done so quickly. Well, they're out for 118 in India. That's in an ODI, Giorgio. That's crazy. In an ODI. What? Crazy. 118. Yes. They were Can you out. calm down? Actually, rev up. This is a. Just getting around the boys. <laughs> yeah, love it. You know, just getting around my boy. Um, my boy Mitch Marsh. Oh, shit, he's on the wall. Yeah, he's, he's on the wall. On the wall. Yeah. A bit of masculinity happening. If this is toxic masculinity, poison me to death! Well, it's an image just for those people listening to the podcast um, and people outside this room that can't <laughs> see. It's an image of myself and Mitch Marsh holding a signed Scorchers jersey from the year that they came dead last. Which is also yours. Uh, yes, it is actually. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's the general recap. That's our NRL sting. Thanks to Eli Marsland. Thank you so much, mate. Guys, we don't know the most about uh, NRL. We, we admittedly do that. We respect the sport. We went to uh, Origin last year. It was bloody fun. We've got Roasty from the NRL Roast to give us a bit of an update on what's been happening. And boy, it is heating up. <laughs> you yeah, guys, are you guys excited? I yes. am. I am. I am. I could have. I had a few things for NRL this week. Oh, yeah, go but, on. Um, no, I reckon just let our good friend of the NRL Roast oh, take, what were we take say? care of it. No, no. We've got time. No time. We're limited for time here. So <laughs> we'll keep going. Uh, this new team, uh, the Dolphins, has been um, carving everyone up. They're currently they're currently three and zero. They're really impressing everyone. But a few players in particular, like Kafusi, uh, everyone said, um, you know, Kafusi was was old, or as they're calling him, Finn Diesel, um, up there at the Dolphins. He's just been cutting people in half, uh, left, right, and centre, going out there and, and dominating. And um, him and him and Tommy Gilbert up there. The gill at uh, the Dolphins has been has been carving it up. So, mate, the Dolphins, everyone's everyone's talking about them. Three and O taking on the Broncos. Three and O this week, huge clash. Can't wait. What's with what, what's with Wayne Bennett and what's the reaction from people in the NRL? Are they pissed off that he's done it sort of again early in this one? Like, is there an animosity towards you know the super coach, so to speak, or are people sort of getting around it? Look, I think it's really half and half. There's a lot of people that. Uh, don't like seeing Wayne Bennett succeed because he just does it every single place he goes, nearly. Um, you know, he, he's done it with a rat bag, bunch of blokes in Queensland that everyone said was the worst team in history, uh, ends up winning the series. And then he, and he comes to the Dolphins and, and does the same thing with a bunch of basically replacement players. That's what everyone's sort of calling them. But I think, you know, the average footy fan, the um, you know, me sitting there, he's just in awe of him that he can actually do this sort of stuff at, I don't know, what is he, like 90 years old? Um, I can't believe he's, he's still out there doing it. Old Clint Eastwood just, just keeps on getting it done. 
Clint Eastwood sucking a lemon. I think that's what we th- spoke about last week. But um, uh, what about the weird stuff this year? The NRL normally puts AFL to shame as to the off-field incidents or other weird crap in the crowd and stuff. What's been something that stuck out to you? The NRL this this season has been well, we're well renowned for you know mucking up off the field, but it's been quite tame. The boys have been pulled into line this year. Oh, I think, for fuck's sake! I know it's it's uh, hasn't helped anyone, especially. Um, especially myself, like doing content. I think it's the closest the game's been in in its history in 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 NRL era. So the last sort of twenty five years, the games have been as close as possible. The average margin each week's about eight points. The off season highlight for me was the best man speech at Brian Toro's wedding. Give me a yeah! yeah! Oh hell no! Has there been any fallout from that? Uh, apart from uh, every time you, you want to get something. Uh, sort of promoted, you you, you get uh, Jerome Luai's face and say, can I get a hell yeah, um, which uh, everyone seems to enjoy. Yeah. Anything else to look out for this week coming up besides the Broncos and the Dolphins? Mate, game? that's it. That's all it is. There's a grand final rematch on uh, Thursday night, Panthers v Eels. No one is talking about it because it's all the Dolphins and Broncos on Friday night. It is going to be massive. It's sold out, so I think it's like 50,000 people there. Far um, out. All which will mean uh, 100,000 heads um, with the with the Queenslanders having two of them each. So look, it's going to be going to be massive. Well, NRL roast on all your platforms. You're on everything, aren't you, mate? Um, yeah, except uh, Pornhub. I've been banned. So haven't we um, all? Fucking yes. so annoying. 2023. Thank you, Roasty, so much for that. That's L- good. Love um the idea of Bennett just going somewhere and winning everything. Like yeah. I mean, they're paying him two million bucks. So you see the Clarko of NBA of NBL and. M- NRL, Jesus Christ! I think he's pretty good at NBL too. But what I was going to say was, um, Clarko. You know, it's funny Clarko being back on the weekend, and it's the same with Wayne Bennett. Is like the commentary always talk about the super coach or coaching marvels. Like in the game on the weekend, and in a couple of the games with the Dolphins so far, for vice versa with Clarko. And he's like mm, the master coach on the sideline. You don't have to do it every time. Yeah, the players play a huge role. Well, thank you, Roasty. Let's move on. Aston Martin's Fernando Alonso was briefly stripped of his third-place finish at the Saudi Arabian GP, but his team remembered that the FIA are complete pushovers and simply bullied them into giving them his spot back. All right, let me just explain this in chronological order. Okay, a little bit of a saga here. So, Fernando Alonso, early in the race, he's handed a five-second penalty for starting just outside the grid box at the start line. Like, he's like... I don't know, half a metre to the left. Um, then he served his five-second penalty early, opened up the, um, the five-second gap again and came third. So he's done very well on the race. After the podium celebration, so Alonso's on the podium, he's like, yeah, I came third, I came third. The yeah, FI- I'm, the, I'm the old guy that haven't laughed. Yeah, the, the FIA goes, yeah, how good, 41 years old. What a legend. Yeah. The uh, FIA goes, oh, sorry, Alonso, 10-second penalty because your mechanics were working on the car during the previous five-second penalty. So that's made that means George Russell was actually third. Then his team goes, um, excuse me, FIA, uh, mm. listen up. Mm. All previous examples of this, pen- this penalty occurring, the team, the mechanics have touched the car with the jack as well. So we don't want to be fined ten, well, uh, oh, penalised ten seconds. Because other teams have done it. Because other teams have done it before. The FIA went... Oh, okay, no worries. Mm, okay. He's third again. Hey, guys. What a <laughs> We messed nightmare. up. Hey, guys, it's okay. Fernando Cool. Is there a rule? I don't know. I just, it makes me bloody angry. That's what Is it there does. a rule, guys? Are they going to stick to it? Toto. I mean, Toto tries his very like, best. This is bullshit. Last time it's, <laughs> yeah. it went so badly. Toto, it's what? a motor race. I thought we got rid of Mikey. Off <laughs> gates, everyone. Um... 
Piastri qualified eighth. Yep. But ended work. up about 15th, I think. Yeah, 15th, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. He him and both, him and um, teammate Lando Norris both uh, had terrible starts and both needed like wings fixed yeah. and stuff like that. They had to pit early. But Piastri did beat Lando Norris. Yes. Should normal drivers be penalised or punished for um, doing um, stupid acts on the road that may not necessarily be illegal to the police, but right. um, like I'm thinking a peer review system, uh, maybe an app, so you go, oh, hang on, Tony Yaris, number plate GKU455, indicating at the last minute when turning right at the lights. You know, that is awesome. I can picture it being like... 10-second penalty. Uh, yeah. Yeah, or just a racing even. I, like the rating system rating. for cars is actually such a great idea because, I mean, it'd probably get corrupted at some point, just like all the Google reviews when it's like there's 17 bad reviews and then there's one going, amazing, great place, really good. <laughs> Owner, Greg has great penis. I'm like, oh, I didn't need any of that. But then like the review system for the cars, like, because you're always on the... This podcast is proudly brought to you by our mates at Ned's. Harry... We're not experts when it comes to sport, right? Speak for yourself. Oh, well, we're probably closer to nuffies, right? Once again, my friend, speak for yourself. We can't just keep saying speak for yourself. What What are you then? What? Where do you sit? Speak for yourself. <laughs> are you broken? <laughs> all right, I'm a casual observer. Okay, cool. Is that all right? Yeah, it's all right, I guess. But um, What are you then? What are you? Expert. Oh. <laughs> But if I do want to take a pun and don't know what to include, I can look at the Neds app, popular same game multis, which lets you copy trending bets. Available on all AFL games every round, Josh. Ned's popular same game multis are created by the punters or nuffies and shared for other punters. And plus, you can add or remove legs easily to any popular same game multi. Head to the Neds app and take it to the Neds level. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Broden, I hate it when there's a guy one metre behind me, especially in Perth where there's no traffic. Tailgating. In his head he's just like, oh, I'm fucking late, it's your fault. Yeah. I, reckon, <gasps> I reckon you're venturing into Black Mirror territory here and I don't like it. <laughs> golf, 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 golf. More, more. Learning how to chip, learning how to hit the drive, learning how to punt. There you go, guys. New golf sting. Love it. Far out. What do you think? Is that Donald Trump? That was Donald Trump. Lots happening in the golf world at the moment. Starting on the Live Golf Tour, it saw its most exciting finish to a tournament yet with New Zealand's Danny Lee pocketing $6 million for winning the uh, Tucson event in a four-man playoff. Wow. Very exciting. Um, it's like what we get in sponsorship for this pod. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, so Everybody. Danny Lee, right, he's, he's, um, it's been a, it was a four-man three-hole playoff, so it's definitely the most exciting thing Live Golf's ever seen. He's drained a 25-foot putt, uh, which is about 7.5 metres. Um, not, as, not as exciting when you start in metres, is it? Well, what, what is it, is, what is is it in like hamburgers? Smaller, uh, 100. And um, uh, to win this, to win this uh, $6 million, what I like about this <laughs> live golf thing is I think I've brought it up before. So the Fireballs, that, that's one of the teams in this, in this tournament. They won the team like a uh, challenge and um, scored about $4 million. So one of the players, Abraham Answer, despite coming 28th overall, still won a, about a million bucks. <laughs> Do they get to the point now with Live Golf with like, oh, fuck a million? Oh, it's really hard. Yeah. Oh, only a million? Well, the whole, oh. the whole sign-up fee thing is like, say, Dustin Johnson getting $200 million reportedly, uh, and that's US as well, going, oh, cool. It's like I, a billion Australian. Cool, I just won another million. Mm. As if that matters. I, I just noticed uh, Lee, career earnings was $15 million. 
Um, and then he earns six million just in one event, yeah. which is insane. Yeah, like, yeah. A, the money's crazy. Um, you know what? Loyal PGA fans are seriously trolling the uh, Live Golf Tour social media really? pages. Yeah, it is quite cringy and lame. Um, but a couple of good comments. I mean, there was a video posted of Cam Smith juggling a golf ball in his driver face. Yeah. Um, and that's actually quite easy what he's done. And then it like comes to a rest, and then he. Someone's like, yep, social media person needs to be fired. I can do that. Where's my $200 million? <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's like the golf social media realm like? Are they pretty witty or is it just a lot of like grumpy old blokes? It is so funny. There's a page called Zaya Golf. Yeah, amazing. You must follow that one. There's yeah, a yeah. couple of other good ones and there's a couple of other guys making some really good golf content as really well. Really high quality one I came across the other day with all the songs I and think stuff. it's an Andre's yeah, yeah. golf yeah. page. Yeah. They're, they're nice. really good as well. Viva of Scraps, Saudi Tourism as their major sponsor for the upcoming Women's World Cup, realising it's probably not a good idea to accept money from a country where chicks still receive corporal punishment for adultery. This is insane. So the backstory to this is they had this massive deal with the Men's World Cup and then people realised that it had like doubled over as a sponsor, like visit Saudi uh, uh. for the women's and like the Australia football, you know, the governing body of Australia football like... Um, yeah, we're not quite okay with that, and a bunch of other like uh, nations were like, "Yeah, that's not cool." It's like you know, one of the <laughs> one of the worst countries in the world for women's rights, sponsoring and paying like heaps of money for the Women's World Cup. Keyword there, money. Yeah, money. Mm. So Gianni Infantino, who you remember as the maniac at the Men's World Cup that had that speech that was like, today I feel disabled. He hit back at Australia being, you know, basically calling uh, Football Australia hypocritical because the Oz government have like a bunch of deals with Saudi as well. But um, like our football governing body and our government function very differently. So it's neither really like here nor there. But the thing that I always find funny is like I can imagine him um, like Johnny Infantino, Infantino arguing, like like trying to like justify it. It's like, well, you, you know, uh, some women can drive there now, so that is good. Some of them can. Mm. Uh, some of them can, can even uh, travel with, uh, you know, without the male guardian now, but uh, only some. And so that's very good. Um, staring at a briefcase of like two yeah, gigantic money, money. Yeah. and there's like a dead body in there too. And <laughs> yeah. He like goes past it to get his wallet. Today I feel Socceroos fan. <laughs> <laughs> the disabled one is like it was such a tone deaf. It was like everyone in his his office was so hamstrung that they were like. Yeah, it's pretty good speech. You should do it. Today I feel gay. And then they're like, someone wants his job and goes, say this. Say this. As if the speechwriter was like, you know what? I wouldn't. Uh, I would strongly advise you. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I think it's a good idea and I stand by it. I stand by it. It was so funny though because it was, it was just like, oh, what are you thinking? And like, why would you even do this? Like, just continue. It's obvious. Just go right, away. Like, every, today I feel the same. And he left and he was like, I am a good man now. Dude, every, in a, dude in a wheelchair watching him, he's like, um... The guy I don't reckon you do. That moment, every meme creator is just going, oh, my God, oh, oh my God, God, oh, my God, God. what is this? What is he saying? What is he saying? That was me because I was like, he's brave. Uh, speaking of women's rights, bloody love him. This and you know what, while I'm at it, go and take a stand against racism too. Hate it. I hate racism. And that's what, something with the Kicker 4 pod stands for. No, mm. no jokes here. Yep. Stands against. Damn it! <laughs> it was a bad day to be a wave in Cronulla on Friday as Aussie Blake Johnston shredded waves for nearly 40 hours, breaking the world record. Breaking the world record. Not editing that. Yeah, this is crazy. So is the longest ever like surfing 
session of over 40 hours. Um, but like you'd think he'd just sit there on a board and like pretend to be in a surf session. He caught more than 770 waves. That was my first yeah. question. Um, how much sitting around did you do? I'd love to know who, you know, there's lots of different articles about this and I read a few. Some said 500 waves, some said 600. And I love how some of this going, you know what? 7,000 waves he caught. Someone I got my that. info. I got my <laughs> info because he was doing it for the Chumpy Pullen Foundation, mm. so mental health. I I decided I'm going off the info from the Chumpy Pullen website. So that's what nice I Nice one, nice one. So what I was hoping that this wasn't, this didn't have anything to do with charity. I love charity and it's awesome he raised 200K. But what I was hoping was is like, he gets back to the beach and some reporter's like, hey, man, you just broke the world record for like the longest surf ever saw. What? Oh, cool. That was a pretty good session, I guess. 40 uh, hours. I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, uh, do it, was, it was for awareness, which is always a red flag. I'm sure it was for a good cause and he seemed like a really nice dude. But I always fucking hate charities when they're like... Oh, I like that grab that <laughs> said I fucking hate charities. <laughs> oh, just when it's raising, raising awareness, it's like this completely immeasurable thing where they're just like, uh, now we're more aware collectively. Josh anyway, Gallup is pro-racism and <laughs> Shut up, charities. don't put that out there, all right? What's the... What's the like thing? One thing you've done for the longest amount of time, do you reckon? Wanked? Um, no, <laughs> probably. <laughs> so the lowest hanging was it six hundred wanks? Mine's probably told a story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you break that record every week. Yeah, forty hours. Forty hour. The forty hour famine. It was the forty hour fucking story. Um, <laughs> that was another one. Growing up, like we were always told to donate to World Vision, and then it would come out like, oh, by the way, like point one percent of your money goes to the starving child on the image, and we're like, oh man. That sucks. That's sad. That's yeah, that very sad. sad. Oh, sorry to bring down the mood. Um, guys, they're the headlines this week. And this segment was brought to you by Tab Touch. Those with the touch, choose Tab Touch. Choose the headlines. Guys, I've got a very interesting uh, package today. <gasps> now, oh. it involves a childhood cartoon, an AFL premiership winner, and a whole lot of good friends. I'm listening. Roll the tape. An AFL premiership. Catch fans. Stand up to your full height. The pinnacle of Aussie rules and for the majority a feat sometimes impossible to attend, let alone play in. After the siren, amongst the frivolity and euphoria, there's a weird quirk that provides an opportunity for some impromptu goals. Number nine, Shane Broadway. That's what I'm talking about! Number this is for the again! They leave the mic out during the medal presentation. Yeah, that- that's it. When players are called on one by one to accept their medals, they have to walk past a live mic on stage, which creates a wild card for amazing moments, some emotional. The people have waited 72 years to see South Melbourne slash Sydney Swans win the Premiership. Here it is! Others not. One in particular is shrouded in mystery that has reverberated through my brain since first hearing it. Why? 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 Is it a message to opponents? Some unknown slang from South Australia? Or perhaps a reference to the AFL as a link to the Illuminati? Number 28, Toby Thurston. Cat doll. Whoa, whoa, rewind that back. Cat doll.
Oh, that's right. In 2004, Port Adelaide claimed their first ever premiership, ending the Brisbane Lions dynasty, having won the last three straight. This is what football is all about. Victorian role player Toby Thurston's had a great game with three crucial goals. And on grand final day, he lines up for his third goal. And he puts the power 27... But his lasting impact was felt during the medal ceremony. What did it mean? Was Thurston's just a massive fan of the Nickelodeon cartoon from the early 2000s called Cat Dog? One fine day with a wolf and a purr, a baby was born and it caused a little stir. No blue buzzard, no three-eyed frog, just a feline canine little cat dog. The show was based around an animal that had a cat head and legs on one end and a dog head on the other. There was no butt. Just a head on either end where the respective animal's butt would be. Now I know what you're thinking. I needed to know where the poop goes. I did extensive research and even found a poll from 2004 that gave four options. Number one, reverse human centipede. Number two, out an unseen orifice. Number three, it doesn't poop. And number four, mysterious poop dimension. I knew I needed to find out finally where the cat dog poop would go. Oh wait, no, nah, I got distracted, sorry. Um, what was I doing? I needed to find out what Thurston's meant. So I just rang him. Hey, Toby. Sorry for the delay. Hey, mate. Thurston's is from Crib Point in Victoria. Yeah, so it's on the Mornington Peninsula, and it's a little naval town uh, opposite side of Mornington's. And like a lot of places, the football and netball club is a big part of the community and where the tall met his best mates. 90% of them end in O. There's Griffo and Robbo. There's just everything is just the quintessential Australian nickname. Well, they're they're the first people to bring you down when you need it. Yes. But, you know they're the they're the first people to also uh, you know enjoy the moments when you succeed and, and put you back up on that pedestal if if you deserve it. He excelled as a junior, eventually with Dandenong, and was drafted by Port Adelaide in 1998. It was a struggle getting a game early, playing four years in the Sandful. The tough start helped through by trips back home to the coast. That had a bite, so I'd, I'd go home. Um, and then I'd arrange for, you know, all my crew and, you know, my mates and all that sort of come around at my parents' house and we'd, we'd basically just have a party. And In 2004, he cemented his spot in the side and Port Adelaide made their run. And Alan Scott, you were wrong! There, there is obviously a, a story behind it and I've explained it to a few people but it's not, not something that was, that was always sort of out there. And it's funny because Aaron Shattuck came down from Brisbane the year after and he thought that I was like some sort of a, a gangster or a homie or something you know just because of the tone of, of how I said it Cat doll. You know, my mates and all that sort of come around to my parents house and we'd, we'd basically just have a party and uh, and one night it, it, it was basically just pissing down with rain and there was a cartoon the cartoon was on the TV side by or inside and we weren't actually really thinking about the car at the time. But then we went out, went back outside and 10, 15 beers deep, you know, like you, you're well on your way. And our dog was sitting around the fire. And one of the boys, one of the, just, we all lost it. He just, he just come up with this saying and just like, aren't you a little hot dog? And then, then someone remembered the cat dog was on the TV. So that's how sort of where it started. From there, we just kind of led into all these different, dog sayings and just called each other cat dog for ages like for years after that was just that was just how we we, we called each other and what we referenced each other but how did he end up yelling it at the grand final i was on the bus on the way to the grand final parade and 
the local Crib Point boys are about to go on their on their footy trip. So they were heading towards Albury Wodonga. They'd had a few beers. They rang me and they're like, well, you know, if you win, you win. You've got to say something. And I'm like, mate, no one's ever, you know, not many people have ever said anything in the microwave. You know, if they have, it's, you know, they've been superstars or, you know, like well known. I thought, like, well, what, what am I going to say? And anyway, he's like, you got to say cat dog. Like, oh, serious? Like, all right, well, you know, it's the last thing I'll be thinking about, but let's let's see how we go anyway. So they were up at the pub. My brother was up there, my mates. You know, there, there would have been 30, I think, from the from the Crib Point Footy Club all up at Albury Wodonga at the pub. And by about half time, the whole pub knew that I was playing in the grand final and the connection between them and, and me. And, you know, and then as the game went on, they'd get and win. And then everyone worked out. They told everyone in the pub that I was going to say cat dog. Sure enough, got called up to receive the medal and then, you know, forgot to shake the, the poor young kid's hand. I was so nervous about saying cat dog over the over the microphone. And, uh, yeah, so yelled out cat dog. Cat dog. And they just reckon the pub went absolutely bananas. Cat dog. Mate, they couldn't believe it because as soon as I as soon as I went back into the change room, there was about fifty odd. Some of them were obviously just family congratulating and stuff like that, but most of them were straight up about the cat dog. And then the first question from like media or radio was, "Why did you say that?" Like it was like they'd forgotten about everything that happened in the grand final, and everything was about you know just. What what did it mean and and why did you say it? But they loved it. They they just they couldn't believe it. The one that they thought it was probably only a 50-50 chance that we'd win. Then you narrow that down to you know me actually having the balls to um, say something on the microphone that only one in eight thousand people ever do. And then, and then and then they actually did it and they just loved it. Like they you know it was yeah they just loved the fact that they could share that moment as well on a different level than than everyone else because they knew that there was a message in there for them and and still to this day it's, it's, it's the one thing that people yell out in the street when I'm walking past it's uh I'll never let it down but it's, it's quite funny and realized in 2014 they actually put the mics on the left hand side of the stage so it's much harder for players to grab the mic and yell something was this a conscious decision who knows but for Thurston's it's an absolute waste for a great opportunity oh absolutely it's the boring world if we're all you know sort of not taking risks or not putting yourself out there. And I wouldn't say I'm, I'm a big risk taker, but the joy that I got and the joy that other people got out of, you know, sort of me doing it was, it was bloody funny. So the secret behind the AFL's greatest mystery was a couple of best mates sharing in a moment that they'll never, ever forget. I'll tell you what, it sounds like a bunch of guys <laughs> I could get around. In handy, but if you ever need anything in Perth or something, just let us know. Or... Yeah, if I'm at, I, I, I should be over there at various times, so um, if I ever need anything, I'll let you know. Oh, awesome. We should grab a beer when you're here. Cheers, mate, bye. Oh, okay, we're running that still. Josh Garlett reporting. It's pretty long. <laughs> <laughs> just when nah, you thought I couldn't get good. any more niche than Who Dares Wins. Well done, Carlop. Very good. Yeah, it's pretty good, uh, Thurston. So that was great. So um, yeah, just a couple of boys. Just Personally, to be for me, um, I think cat dog shit out each other's mouths. It's the only explanation. Reverse human oh, centipede. I'd yeah. rather just enjoy my, you know, memories of my childhood. Not thinking about that. Mm. Hey, uh, good there's question. a lot of there's a big deep dive you can go down. Um, yeah. Hypothetical. You've just won a flag, mm-hmm. hot mic there, and you have to say something. What are you saying? 
Um, what am I saying? Well, now I'd probably say Kicker Ford. Back in the day, I'd probably go, what's that? Uh, <laughs> I reckon I'd say... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, sure. I reckon I'd say maybe like end racism or... Um, we, we, again, we have a no racism stance on this yes, pod. We yeah. are, we're pro-recycling. I'd say maybe um, yes to women's rights. Yeah. Oh, fuck, we're recording. You didn't even realise we were recording. Oh, we're recording. Yeah. Oh, we're just spitballing. Um, anything for you, Haz, or should we move on? No, I'm not going to be playing a grand final anytime soon. Let's move on. <laughs> oh. Mr. President, can this wait? I've got bigger fish to fry. God bless my friend Harry. Harry's big house. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Welcome to Harry's Big House. Guys, what, what's this? It's in its own segment now? Oh, yeah. we've moved it separate from the mailbag. It's about time. Kick it forward mailbag at gmail.com if you want to sponsor this segment. I feel like kick it forward is just a segment within Harry's Big House now. Yeah, so do I. We're yeah. just a bedroom in Harry's Big, Big House. You guys better not fuck me over. I'm taking this solo. We're just a broom cupboard in this mansion. <laughs> oh, it's a big house and it's a scary house. Uh, we had a follow-up. Do you want me to read it or you got it? Uh, no, you please you read it, Josh. So this is a follow up from last week's um, scenario where we had yes. Mozzie. Mozzie had an issue with his cousins dogging him on a, on a night out, basically. Yeah, basically, and he didn't have any credit, and he also yeah. uh, went out, and then he, he had to walk six k's home. And yeah. There was a lot of asterisks around it, being mm. like, "All right, why did you get a, get a someone messaging? Why doesn't he just get a taxi?" Um, well, I'm guessing money's an ish, issue in this situation, yep. not wanting to pay. Yeah, Mozzie, cost of living What'd these days. So uh, Jed did a follow-up. Yep. Georgia and employees, I'm Jed. I'm the best mate, sorry, uh, riding in following that mozzie story from last week. So here's an update. Yes, cousin and I kicked on with two girls after the club, leaving Moz Legend. all alone. Unfortunately, there was no wedding for us, uh, either of us, as we found out they were both strippers. So we stayed for a couple billies, stole two of their vapes, and then Ubered ourselves home. Oh my Still arriving God. home before Moz did. <laughs> now, Mozzie was has actually come to visit Perth again and I will take it upon myself to look after him, and I think that will be punishment enough. Calm regards, Jed Kamuski. Oh, my God, Jed, thank you so much for the email. That's amazing. How so we found that? out what happened what with the girls. What an amazing follow-up. And he's kind of served the punishment. Mm. This is what we need. We need the follow-up. We've, I've thrown some punishments out there. There's the roast dinner one for the guy in London from last season. Uh, but we need follow-ups. We also need cases. I've got heaps, but I, we just definitely need some some more cases. Oh, so yeah, we, more but we better. don't need them, but you're we saying don't we really need them, do. but we kind of would love a lot to look at. Uh, right, okay. You want more because you do or don't have lots. Send them into kickitforwardmailbag at gmail.com. I'm talking dog axe here. Dog axe. Send them in. Doesn't even have to be to do with sport. Uh, let's take one now from. Uh, guys, settle down. Yeah, come on, guys. Sorry, sorry. Thank you, thank you. Uh, one from Brad Fife who um, sent me this uh, over the off season. Um, thank you very much, Brad. Uh, hey, champ. Hope you've been having a cracking break from running the pod. How about this from one of my mates? They had planned to go up north together on a holiday, but his mate Nick bailed on him, so he went up solo instead. Okay, so this guy that went up solo as well, he'd just beaten ball cancer the month before. This was meant to be a celebratory trip. Dog for sure. Anyway, hope you enjoyed the read. Could you please forward this to the email address um, the big lanky redhead always yaps on about. Hooroo, cheers. Good pod. Okay. Is that your job, mate? Thank you. <laughs> uh, thanks for that, Brad. So, yeah, let's just establish um, a few things here. So, 
Uh, Nick, Congrats on Nick's, beating um, Balkan. Oh, mate, yeah. awesome, awesome effort. Awesome That's a effort. Pro. That's a positive from this. Yeah, really good. We also um, hate cancer on this to that, to that guy. Hate I didn't, cancer. I didn't get that guy's name who's gone solo on the trip, but Nick's, Nick needs to. He's in the hot seat here. There's a bit of a, a, an image as well from one of their um, uh, conversations on iMessages. Those are looking good. Healthy. Confirm they're looking good. Um, so I think Brad was asking when he um, leaves on his trip, this mate, that's a touchy subject, not going anymore. Nick cancelled it claiming he didn't want to miss the T20 semi next week, <laughs> but we would go another time. He has gone up by himself today instead and didn't say anything till last night when I asked. Wow. And then um, Brad says, dog, lock him up, submitting this to Harry's doghouse <laughs> from a previous podcast yes. name. Yeah. I like Harry's doghouse name. That's Harry's doghouse. Can we stay on task? This guys? is one for the Sorry, big house though, guys. And um, yeah, as Jay said, first of all, congrats to you, mate, for beating uh, yeah. testicular cancer. That's awesome. Um, there's, again, there's lots of information I don't have about this one. But I'm going to wrap up the case quickly. Okay. Um, you know, I don't have costs involved, lead time of when the trip was cancelled and stuff. Um, so, yeah, Nick in the hot seat, disgusting behaviour, bail on a wedding, bail on a mate's birthday. Don't bail on a celebratory trip. It's all about your mate beating ball cancer, especially for the T20 semi-final. Also, last time I was up north, uh, I'm assuming this is Western Australia. Mm. Um, lots of places have up north versions though. Yeah, need to clarify. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there are facilities around where you could maybe get to a, a local pub or use... Um, uh, KO or something to watch the game. The te- I mean, again, I'm assuming the World Cup final. It's 2023. Yeah, seriously. Look, this guy's gone up north solo and had plenty of time to reconsider who his real friends are. Was it with his girlfriend or solo? Uh, solo is the information I have. Wow. Uh, no doubt Nick certainly isn't at the top of the friends list anymore. Really bad. I'm bloody angry. Oh I'm angry about this. I want to go hang out with him. I'm angry about this. He's going this holiday by himself. Are you guys angry about this too? Or I'm, I'm fired up. Yeah, that, mate, that makes me hungry. He's, probably, both got, he's probably packed two of everything as well. He's probably got like a beach bag, two sets of snorkels. He's got two surfboards on his roof rack. The, or the, now, now it's like, hello, darkness, yeah, what do you my got? old friend. Yeah, yeah, on repeat for the 14-hour drive to Exmouth. Yeah, guys. what do you got? Can you get to it? I gaveled. Yeah, yeah. I don't often do this. <laughs> I don't often oh. do this. Not in the history of Harry's big house. Um, I'm handing down the highest form of punishment here. Death. <laughs> Any guesses apart from death? Oh, so it's not death. That, that's not the highest. It's not murder. It's, it's, it's not 25 years to life. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What's worse than death? Oh, racism's probably worse than death. Yep. Maybe eternal life. That's often a prison in itself based on some novels. <laughs> well, what's something, what's something, guys? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 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 Excuse me. Uh, uh, order in the court. Order. Self gavel. Self gavel. Order in the court. Order in the court. What's something? What's something guys do <laughs> when they are in the doghouse? They want to buy their partner something to say sorry. Um, flowers. 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 <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it is flowers. We need to the ask. highest form of punishment in the big house. <laughs> <laughs> has to buy. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Nick has to buy this guy flowers. It just says sorry. Why didn't I leap to that? I knew that. We need to, we need to um, destigmatize getting your mate flowers. People are like get them a yeti or get them a something else. It's like, yeah. hey man, here's some petunias. Yeah. I know you love them. Don't mm. buy them a sorry carton. Mm. Buy them fucking flowers. Yeah. All right. Here's some natives. They cost about the same. Uh, that's pretty cool. So he's got to buy his mate flowers. Do they have to be displayed at all? Nah. He can throw them in the bin. <laughs> 
got him, Ben. <laughs> Should yep. we go get a carton? Yes, yes. Uh, as an advisor, can I say they can't be from Coles or Woolies? Uh, uh, who made you an advisor? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. You, are, you guys are advisors. You guys are advisors. Court, court, case approved, closed. Approved to that comment, G. Case okay. closed. Send them in. We need, we need more. This week's episode is sponsored by Revo Fitness. For just $9.69 a week and no lock-in contracts, you can have muscles just like Giorgio. Oh, yeah. All right, that's actually pretty cheap. Open 24-7 nationwide in WA, South Australia, Victoria, and New South Wales. I've legitimately gone there for about a decade and even did a chin-up there. About a decade ago. Don't be Devo. Get to Revo Fitness. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dear Muscles. Hello, G'day, superstars. Cold regard. You've got mail. Big weekend uh, last Friday. We put out three videos in the space of 12 hours because they were all due for certain things at the start of the AFL season as well. Um, we had a Collingwood one and Adelaide one. Um, we had a couple more messaging. This guy, Jamie... Um, at Benning's, Benny's does in person. He just said, do you guys ever film stuff with athletes or other people that doesn't come off? And I was like, thanks for saying that because that's pretty apt timing. Uh, for instance, we did one with Collingwood, about Collingwood on Friday. They actually had a Collingwood player in it, but they removed it because they thought it was too risque or too risky sure. for the player. And I mean, in hindsight, it was pretty well received by both sides, but it was Isaac Quainor yeah. and he just clapped his hands and disappeared and said, seek the truth, Josh. And then he disappeared into thin air and I go, what the fuck? Um, and it didn't work. Yeah, uh, Georgia. Also Dylan Orcott in Melbourne. We had him in a skit and his manager said, no. Nah, no, yeah, he was so keen. He was like, love the, was love the stuff. And he, he was great. And he was, I've never seen a man busier. He said that he gets 220 requests to do things every day because you forget that's he was insane. the Australian of the year. Um, oh, my God, that's insane. I, I like freak out when I get an email. Like once a week. <laughs> <laughs> One email. Oh, leave me alone. <laughs> Harry, could you do this? Yeah, so apparently he's inundated. So, But, I mean, he's got a bit more to lose than being. I understand it, but it's just flattening when you make, go out of your way. And the final one was Oscar Allen for West Coast Eagles. We did one of them with Tab last year. And apparently Simo checks them like he watches them personally on a laptop and picture him like sitting over it and he said yes to our one with Tom Barras but said no to the one about Oscar Allen and it was just a bit a little bit edgy I guess you're okay. forgetting a few as well with like Tiger Woods we've done that got canned oh yeah oh, sorry oh, um, Michael Jordan got so LeBron annoying. James one a couple of sex tapes manager too that were no, vetoed as well so Neil Armstrong of course with Neil Armstrong <laughs> yeah. we had sex with him yeah. um, so yeah Lance <laughs> Armstrong as well yes we had a whole Armstrong skit that was really good that, yes there yeah, was Neil and Lance the Neil has done this one. Uh, quick feedback for the three of you. Georgia was the funniest and Stings are the best. Thanks, Neil. Um, okay. Harry looks like he'd be uh, at home on Farmer Wants a Wife serenading the contestants with the shit Keith Irwin covers. <laughs> Josh, you clearly the brains of the outfit. Keep up the good work. Anyway, it's got to go, lads. Can you please return that DVD of Backdoor Sluts 9? I lent you a while back. We will not be returning it. Thank you very much, Neil. We'll get to his other one later on. Hooroo. Uh, guys, do you have anything else you wanted to add in? Uh, I got an <laughs> inbox from um, Cooper Matthews. Yep. Hey, Muscles and the other two. Uh, here's an animal fact for you. Hope you found it in interesting. Also, could you ask Josh to give me back my vibrator? He's had it since you guys went to Melbourne last year. Well, won't be giving it back. Nice one. Got him. Thanks, Cobber. He said uh, it's his screenshot um, like out of a magazine. Or something. He says, adult deer are as tall as a bicycle. They weigh as much as 800 hamburgers. Who was it? Sport? Was Easy it? ESPN Sports Science with Mike Brinkers. Yeah, Brinkus. it's like ridiculous um, ways to measure or weigh animals and things. Are like that's as big as 106 football fields. Like anything but the metric system. Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. yeah. Shaquille O'Neal, seven foot one. To put that in perspective, that's the same size as 17 million mosquitoes back to back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, we had one a guy sent in where we did the Collingwood video. I think this was on Twitter. Um, sorry, it was a high correspondence week, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like the chat, he did chat GPT to say why people hate Collingwood because we did a video about why people hate Collingwood and found it funny. But ChatGPT was like really accurate. He goes, number one, their success. Number two, their fan base. Collingwood has one of the largest and most passionate fan bases. Number three, the history. Collingwood has a long and sometimes controversial history and then goes into the details. Rivalries, they have more rivalries than any other team and off-field controversies. Collingwood has uh, several high pro- And I was like, oh, okay, that kind of summarises it. Kind of makes the video redundant. sort of yeah. things. I was like, oh, okay. Well, we'll delete it then. Um, a guy called, I can't get it up right now, which is really bloody annoying, but a guy called Jackson Bracken, um, did us a list of doppelgangers. I've got that here actually, yeah. Oh, Huru guys, big fan of the pod. Even though I follow you all on Insta and therefore I'm well aware of what your faces look like, I just wanted to let you know who I'm picturing when I'm listening in. Harry, English actor who plays Postman Pat in Postman Pat the movie. Stephen Man- Mangan, Mangan. Oh, what a good looking rooster Stephen is. Um, Giorgio, recent S&D, Essendon draftee Elijah S- uh, Satis. Yeah, he looks actually heaps. Yeah, that's Georgia, good. Georgia's got a heap that of That is games. a good one. That is a good one. You got the Swedish pole vaulter and this Swedish guy. pole vaulter, yeah. Josh, what English comedian Satis. James... Oh, these are any hard surnames have we got here? Oh, he's pretty famous, Acast- Acasta? Uh, Acasta? Uh, James Acasta? Oh, well, now you've, I can't even remember because you've said it wrong. Acasta? But no, he's a really, really, really funny comedian. Yeah. Um, okay, let me know on a scale of one to ten with A, nah, fuck off. Uh, B... Giorgio bot voice, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So it's, is it a scale of one to 10 or is it a scale of one or 10? How happy oh, are yeah. you with your doppelganger? Cheers, big ears. Um, okay. Uh, mine? It's pretty good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, you don't need a button, I'm right here. Giorgio? Button's more reliable. Oh yeah, that one too. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I can't figure out who was who. Uh, oh, no, it's inverting. Giorgio oh, my God, he's Bot. got himself away. Uh, Giorgio Bot's sentient now. Bot. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Elijah, I'm, I'm not, just looking at I'm Elijah. I'm not into this last one. I'm not into Josh's one. No, it doesn't look like me. I just think he's funny ranger, I think. But, uh, not that I'm funny, but, like, um, he's 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 a very talented person. Oh, um, I, I had one from Ben Waters. who He just tried to circumvent the entire system for the Adelaide Guernsey selection. Also did Chaz Flint. He just texted me, mine's got the most likes so far. Does that mean I win? He's like, well, you're already me disqualified, <laughs> Chaz, because we know you. And he was so dead set. He's like, I'm not even sure he's an Adelaide fan. He just loves it's, stuff. It's like my brother trying to enter radio, big radio competitions. <laughs> you're not allowed in. Is he, can you give me 10K, you're Harry? You're not allowed in. We've got we to gotta wrap up the pod soon. But um, we had Ben Waters go, hey, boys, currently don't know if I'm going to win the sign Guernsey or not. With my, uh, let's be honest, quite hilarious comment, um, bracket sarcasm. If I don't win the sign, Guernsey, um, next time uh, you're in Brisbane, can you still tackle me (laughs) or give me a big hug or any physical contact, really? Hopefully the tackle course (laughs) opens soon. Going to push my house deposit back for it. 2,900 is pretty reasonable, to be fair. Anyway, I'll let you boys get back to whatever you do best, making impeccable stings. Have a good one. What a suck up. Yeah, (laughs) stop it. Uh, Get out. And yeah. uh, flattery will only get you everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> keep sending in emails like that. They will favour you when it comes to winning jerseys. They also, um, they also said. And they're thank gonna... you to Adelaide for donating that signed mm. jersey. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, they also gave us um, tickets to the Adelaide, <laughs> Adelaide West Coast game in Adelaide. That's so cruel. <laughs> and so, if anyone's uh, in Adelaide that can use those tickets. 
Oh yeah, hit us up. We'll hit him up and like, I don't know, do some sort of correspondence. Oh, you want, you want to this? You get, oh, you should come get it. So we need we, it. We've run a bit long today, guys. We had a little more there, but we'll try and um, bring them up next week. Remember uh, the Kickford Mailbag at gmail.com. Uh, comment, uh, review, follow, and tell two friends. And hit that goddamn like button. And d- yeah, mm, yeah, smash, smash it, that dude. button. Spank it, spank yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, damn. Wank it. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. Wrap it up. Oh, okay. Anyway, this was the Kickford Podcast. Thank you so much, and great to see you guys again. Have a good oh one. God, I'll see you guys next week. This episode is proudly brought to you by our mates at Ned's. Josh, do you give out many tips? Sometimes. Um, Who's your source? Well, normally Sam McClure. Like he's... <laughs> It's, it's really good. Like I, um, I backed Harley Reid not to make it in West Coast colours, and then and this year, just anything he said, I go the opposite. Congrats! It's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good option. Hey, I've got. Um, yeah, what are you? What are you? What well, are you? Have you got a brother in uh, brother in law? Uh no. You need a brother in law for your tips, mate. That's oh, where really? I get mine from. Yeah, I could ask yeah. my brother to divorce his wife, and then we can see how we go. But mm, yeah, do the first step, wouldn't it? <laughs> I need to speak to Georgie too. He's always real confident with his tips, but they never, ever come off. Now, if you're looking for a one-stop shop for social betting, check out the Neds app. You can create groups perfect for betting together and ripping on your mates. And if you think you found a winner, you can let them know. Or you might be looking for a hot tip. And you can build a profile and share your bets with your followers. Or you can see what other punters are like on the feed. There's also expert tips on everything AFL from the fantasy pick himself, Tom Rotcliffe, within the Neds AFL Open Group. It's not just for AFL though, Josh. There are other <laughs> open groups for racing, b-ball, UFC, soccer and he's more download the neds app if you haven't already and take it to the neds level t's and c's apply and available on the neds website you win some you lose more for free and confidential support visit gamblinghelponline.org.au